This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations. Hi, and welcome to our show on kickboxing. Having said that, I'm going to start with a listener mail that I received from Bryce's mom. Okay. okay, here we go. Remember the Elvis episode? I do. Boy, I loved that episode, didn't you guys? Us, I love that one. Well, we mentioned our student Bryce in that episode more than once yes, and what a did. big Elvis fan he is. And he wrote us after Aww. he listened to the episode. That's and so nice. Said, yeah, wasn't that nice? Us. And she wrote, Bryce and I just listened to the podcast and he loved it. Me too, by the way. And he loved all your references to him. I really learned a few things and we're going to look up the Lucy episode right this minute, which they did and wrote me back that we were right. It was hilarious. It was for sure. He also mentions that his favorite piece of Elvis trivia that he has is a 2009 video that's a real collector's edition of a song that not very many people have. But he also loves his Elvis calendar. Aww. So thank you, Bryce, for the idea. And thanks for the email as well. Now we're back to our second episode of 2021. Kickboxing is us, although not really. <laughs> okay, so I'm here, Sensei Michelle. I'm here, Sensei Jackie. And I'm Landon. But he's not here, literally. He's <laughs> at his house and we're doing it through the wonder of the internet. Uh, <laughs> but in his seat, literally, is Sensei Jay. Say hi, Sensei Jay. Hello. How's everyone? Happy New Year. Boy, are we always happy to have him. Us, for sure. Us. So today, we're going to look at kickboxing, full contact, Muay Thai, and eventually, in another episode, we're going to get to the MMA. Mm. Did you guys find this reading interesting? Yes. I, I did. It's going to be a great episode. So the first question I have is this. Are kickboxing and full contact the same? And I think you looked that up for me, Sensei Jackie. I did. Well, Sensei, according to Wikipedia and the World Association of Kickboxing, which I love, the initials are W-A-K-O, which I see as wacko. That's fun, isn't sure. it? <laughs> they are the same, except the rules may change from tournament to tournament regarding how low you're allowed to kick. Oh, good. So... Just a heads up to our listeners, we will use the terms interchangeably. Us. Thank you for uh, mentioning that, Sensei. That's helpful. There's also a site that I found that said kickboxing includes point fighting as well as knockout fighting. So, you know, we're just asking for another controversy. Oh, so the site you found said that one of the other differences is that kickboxing also includes what we do in our style more often, point fighting. Now, that is interesting. An episode without at least one controversy? It's not an episode, is it? Yes. Okay, so let's start by looking at some rules. And let's start with the kickboxing rules according to the IKF, which I'm saying stands for the International Kickboxing Federation. Want to start me out with this one, Sensei Jay? Oh, Sensei, here's one. If you get knocked down three times, the fight is over for you. And I'll add that the same rule applies in boxing matches. I didn't know that about boxing, Sensei Jay. Thanks. I'm going to add that sweeps are allowed, both front and rear sweeps of the front foot. However, in Muay Thai, you can also sweep the back foot, the supporting foot. Um, that seems like a really difficult sweep to me. Yeah, it does. Because if you picture a person in a fighting position or a boxing position with, say, their left side forward, that means you're going from three feet away and somehow coming around to their right foot. That's right. 
So yeah. I don't really oh, understand. Okay. Hmm. Just for the record, if you listen to the podcast, but you're not a competitor, in most point fights, they don't really do a lot of sweeping anymore because of the injuries. Us. But I've got a new one. If a fighter loses by a TKO, a technical knockout, or an actual knockout with a shot to the head, he cannot fight for 30 to 45 days. And this is done for health reasons. So do you think that our listeners may want to know what a TKO is? I do think that. Okay, well, here you go. It's when a boxer is judged to be unfit to fight anymore, or he has a serious injury, or when he or his trainer quit. Okay, see, that makes sense to me. And I'll add that in my memory, back in the days when Master Collegian used to run kickboxing matches pretty regularly, yes. if you fought, you didn't usually fight again that month. It would, was, that would be a really uncommon thing. So, I mean, it makes sense that you have to have recovery time, right? Definitely. And, and especially with all those headshots. Yeah, I don't even want to think about head injuries and kickboxing. I know they're trying to do a lot of things these days, but I mean, headshots are what they are and we see the damage that it does. Yes, we Okay, back to the rules of kickboxing. Take it home for me, Sensei Jay. Us. Coincidentally, this one is true in boxing too, and I did not know this. If you drop your mouthpiece three times in a bout, you get disqualified. Really? I think that's hilarious on a few different levels. I, I, it's so nonviolent. Well, you have to understand the importance of the mouthpiece, number one. Yes. And number two, yes. is it a time manipulation by the guy dropping the mouthpiece? Or is his mouthpiece not fitting correctly? Or does he fight with his mouth too much open and the, mouth, and the mouthpiece then isn't doing its job? Or has he been hit in some way that it forces the mouthpiece out? Okay. So, you know, like even on the back of the head. Somehow. Well, maybe it's because Tyson took his out to bite Hollyfield's ear. <laughs> maybe. No, did, did he actually take his mouthpiece out, spit his mouth guard out? I think you have to, to bite a piece of someone's ear off. I I don't remember seeing that. Um, He bit someone's ear off? Yeah, Mike Tyson bit the (laughs) bottom of a guy's ear off. He he did a Van Gogh, right? Or was it the top? The top. top. Oh, gross. It was the top of the ear. And he was paying him back for what he said was a headbutt that he had received earlier. Well, we're not anti-Mike Tyson, just for the record. He's hilarious. He was hilarious in the movie The Hangover. Yes, he was. (laughs) But it doesn't replace the fact that that's disgusting. (laughs) <laughs> when I was holier land and just part of it. At I the feel time, bad for the other guy. Gross, and everybody was in an uproar about it. Oh, yes. Okay. Now we're going to move on. To, <laughs> if it could get any stranger, I don't yes. know if it can. We're going to move on to the rules so. of Muay Thai. And they came from MuayThaiFighting.com. Yes, they did. Sister Michelle and I were surprised at how detailed these rules were. As an example, the rules include what you can wear and the length of your mustache. I do remember us laughing when we read that. It's weird, right, Landon? Us, definitely odd. You're kicking someone in the lower legs. (laughs) What does a mustache have to do with it? We have no idea. But see, our friend Sensei Sam is going to Thailand and he's going to study. Uh huh. And he's going to study Muay Thai. I think he might be there for six months when he leaves, but I'm not sure, but I'll talk to him before he leaves. We'll give it an update on Twitter. And when he gets back, we'll interview him to find out the whole thing. And did he have a mustache while he was there? And did they make him trim it? True. That's how I'm curious. About and that. or the length of his shorts. 
I'm not asking the length of his shorts. Because <laughs> that was what they said. Yeah, yeah your shorts had to be a specific length. They had so many rules. So, Sensei Sam, if you're listening, we can't wait for you to get home. All in one piece, please. In the meantime, Landon, don't you have a rule for us? I do have a rule for us. There is no biting, eye gouging, <laughs> spitting, and headbutting allowed. So those are quite interesting rules that I would have never thought had to be rules. Especially no, I would have thought they had to be oh, rules. Yes. The biting yeah. one just still is throwing me off. <laughs> and spitting doesn't? And spitting, exactly. No, like who spits? <laughs> who spits? Lots uh, of people spit. Gross. <laughs> okay, where are we picking it up? I'm going to add that deliberately, that's the word written in the rules, deliberately striking the groin is against the rules. And a boxer who got hit in the groin can request a five-minute break. I would Good for them. About 30 minutes. <laughs> Good for them that they're able to do that. Ow. And I'm going <laughs> to add that you have to be 15 years old and weigh 100 pounds to fight. So I think it's good that you have to be at least 15. I, I wouldn't mind 18, but whatever. It's none of my beeswax. 100 pounds seems kind of flyweight to me. Will you take it home for me, Jackie? I'll be glad to. Did you know that no MMA or judo holds or grappling are allowed in Muay Thai? I did not know that. I did not either. And I'm a big judo fan, right? That's it? Yeah, plus I'd rather wear a gi than what they wear, so that's so I am incorrect. <laughs> that's a heavy gi, though. <laughs> Oh, you, you were talking Muay Thai or are you talking Judo? Judo. Yeah. Oh, that's sumo that you're thinking. Oh, well, I think it's sumo. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I have to edit this out. <laughs> I don't know. We'll put it in bloopers. <laughs> sumo, Judo, it's all the same. Ooh. Okay, I'm going to push us on here. Don't you guys think that we should mention that both kickboxing and Muay Thai are judged like boxing? I do, Sensei. Um, so just in case you don't know how it works, here's a quick rundown. The maximum points allowed per round are 10. And usually the winner of the round gets the full 10 points, with the loser of that round getting from 7 to 9 points. The fighter with the most points at the end of the fight is declared the winner. Well, that was easy enough. Thanks. I want to go in the Wayback Machine, a term I love, by the way. And I want to look at how kickboxing actually came from Muay Thai. For this, we mostly used an article called The History of Kickboxing at a site called visionmartialarts.com. Okay, Landon, you starting us out? Us. Kickboxing is defined as an energetic fight where the participant uses strength, agility, reflexes, and strategies. There's our word to outmaneuver opponents through usually 10 rounds of fighting. Strategies. Mm -hmm. All right. Keep it going for me, Sensei Jay. I'd like to add that it started in Japan in the 60s and is considered a hybrid of karate, Western boxing, and Muay Thai. Good stuff. I'll keep it going by adding one more thing. It gained popularity in the U.S. over the next 10 years, and by 1974, there was a world championship held by the PKA, also known as the Professional Karate Association. Well, so out of curiosity, I looked that association up, and it was formed by Don and Judy Quine in association with Mike Anderson. It lasted for about 10 years and finally hit financial problems and was disbanded. 
I read that too. But did you see where the PKA later morphed into the ISKA and that that, the ISKA, still exists today? Us. And I'm going to tell you those letters stand for International Sport Karate Association. You might have heard of them because they run the U.S. Open in Orlando every year. You know, I did see that. However, when we looked for any kind of contact for the ISKA, we couldn't find any using Google or Facebook. So if you're out there and know anything about the PKA or the ISKA or just want to get in touch, please do. Thanks, Landon. You know how they're going to get in touch? They're going to search us out at Wildcat Dojo on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube. And there's some things to see nowadays. Yes. We have to come up with another plan to put ourselves on YouTube, right? Live. And you can also send us an email at dojoconversations at AOL.com. Okay, let's get back to the timeline, shall we? Yes. By the 1990s, the MMA was beginning to take hold. And as you'll hear in a minute, another fighting association called K1 took hold. And even though all that is pretty interesting, I want to go back to the beginning, which we already said was Muay Thai. Us, I'll start. During the 13th and 14th centuries, soldiers in Thailand practiced something called Muay Boran. Yeah, neat. So I was curious, and I looked that up in Wikipedia, and they say that the term Mui Boron is the general term for the unarmed martial arts of Thailand prior to the 1930s when specialization and equipment came into use. Huh. Now I like that one. Good old Wikipedia, our friend. Our friend. Okay, what happened next, Sensei Jay? Well, I'm still in the 1800s in Thailand. I'm going to stop you right there and say, really? <laughs> okay, I know I couldn't. Re- I couldn't resist that joke. Well, I could say, well, I remember <laughs> in the eighteen hundreds in Thailand. That's even better. Soldiers continued to develop the system, and finally, it became available to people not in the military, and was a popular form of recreation, self-defense, and exercise. That is so cool, Sensei Jay. Can I finish this one up, Sensei? Please do. Years passed, and a Japanese boxing expert named Osamu Noguchi came across the art of Muay Thai. He'd always had an interest in developing a fighting system that allowed full contact striking. He studied Muay Thai and began to merge karate, boxing, and his Muay Thai experience to the kickboxing world that was popular in the late 20th century. Us. So we're concluding that Muay Thai was first. I wonder if someone out there is going to disagree. What do you think, Landon? Are they? I don't know. Well, they know how to tell us if they do. And frankly, I'd love it if somebody would write us an expert opinion that disagreed. I think that we'd learn so much from that. Love it. But let's get back on track with the popularity of kickboxing in the U.S. Great. I have an interesting fact about when full contact first became popular here. Go for it. Well, because the fighters had grown accustomed to the rules and contact of point fighting, they had trouble with going 10 rounds. That's true, Sensei. But they quickly adjusted their training and endurance, and kickboxing reached global popularity around the mid-1980s. Cool. Remember when we teased in the beginning about another form of full contact that is still going on called K1? Yes. Yes, I remember that. Okay, this is a story. Let's see how short we can keep it. K1 is a fighting league that is on the search for the best fighter in the world. 
It was super popular in Japan in the late 1990s and the early 2000s. I read that too, Sensei. And I'll add that due to bad management, it was sold and sold and is now owned by a Chinese company. You don't hear much from them, but they had a huge audience of now disappointed fans that want to know where it went. And I will finish with this fun fact. Joe Rogan on his podcast said that K1 ended because it was linked to the Yakuza and that they stopped supporting it when their fighters were no longer winning. Modern life in the news. What you going to do? It's so entertaining, isn't it? It is. Okay, should we tangent off to Joe Rogan or should we tangent off to the Yakuza? I think they should Google Joe if they don't know who he is. <laughs> and let's share a little about the Yakuza. Okay, but before you start that sharing, Sensei Jay, I don't think that you can be in pop culture today and not know who Joe Rogan is. I do not know who he is. Landon? I don't really know who he is. Joe I just know that he's a little... The fact that I do know who he is. <laughs> I know he's a little controversial. Oh, he's not a little controversial. He's a lot controversial. I mean, as astute as I am in pop culture, I'm surprised <laughs> that I do not know who he is. Bus, I'll start. I'm sure everyone knows it is the Japanese mafia, right? Yep, we do know that. But I wonder if everyone knows that the word Yakuza means good for nothing. And it comes from the name of a worthless hand in a Japanese card game. That is so weird, Sensei Jay, but also kind of cool. I'm adding that some sources believe that the Yakuza sprung up from bad groups of Ronin. So you got to go and check out that Ronin episode. It's pretty cool. It really is, Landon. And since we did do that whole podcast on Ronin and we love them, we are going to respectfully disagree. I love the Ronin podcast and I love their legacy. So I'm going to disagree with them, but we don't have any evidence. It's just me being me, isn't it? Before we get to the end of this episode, I do want to mention one fun memory for anybody who listens to this and was there. When Master Collegian was in one of the many highlight days of his kickboxing world as a trainer and a producer of full contact fights, we were training at the time at Berman Park. And I believe on one of the tweets, Landon, you're going to put the sheet of paper that we used for our workout. Us, we definitely are it's pretty cool. So every time we would meet there twice a week in the dark at night without enough light. And in that park, the building wasn't big enough to hold us. So we always trained outside. Yes. Rain or shine. If we were going to sit down and talk, we would be able to go in the building. But it was only the size of someone's living room. We would be doing 500 of everything in all this brutal, brutal weather because he had two or three people going to a full contact fight in a month or a month and a half. Isn't that awesome? That's awesome. Yeah. In hindsight, it's a wonderful memory. As it was happening, I was going, are you insane, Michelle? <laughs> <laughs> but interesting that you weren't saying, are you insane, Master Cleveland? <laughs> well, you have the right to walk away, right? That is true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're going to finish this episode up by talking about some people who got their start in full contact. That's such a good idea, Sensei. And I'll bring up a name that we all know, Chuck Norris. And this is a great opportunity to remind everyone of our short episode that is all about Chuck Norris jokes. They're very funny. And did you guys know that that's one of our most listened to episodes? It's very fitting. It's very funny. We recommend they go back and listen. If you go back and listen and you were there when we recorded, you still laugh. Us, I think that we did that at the start of the pandemic. 
Yes, to give people a break. Lord knew who knew they were going to need a break all these months later. Ugh. I need to star that episode. Make sure I keep oh, that one up at up the top. Your thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What do you have, Sensei Jackie? Well, we have to mention Jean Claude Van Damme. I have not seen any of his movies. Have you guys? Well, I have not. And I watched The Expendables, and yeah, he's so in there, that. There was another one I saw. I, I, I can't remember the name, but I, I have seen him in the movies. He is a big, tall, powerful man. Yes. I saw his picture and I was, whoo, don't mess with him. And also, he was a voice in the Minions movies. Which is a crack up. So, yay for that, right? Definitely. Uh, now, I doubt you've seen the Minions movies, Landon. I have. Oh, oh. woohoo! <laughs> for a hundred. <laughs> I have. They're funny, aren't they? They are very interesting. Okay, Sensei Jay, where are, you, where are we going? I'm going with Benny the Jet Yurkidis. He was known for his jump spinning back kick. Did you know that he held six world titles in five different weight classes? Yes. Six titles in five weight classes. That is That's- impressive. And on a much more fun note, he was in one of my all-time favorite movies, The Sandlot. So oh, I'm recommending you if you haven't seen it, and I know you haven't, Jackie and Landon, check it out. See where it's streaming and find it. It's hilarious. Something for us to do, Landon. Okay, take this home for me, Sensei Jackie. Well, I I just like to mention uh, some women Thank that you. were uh, involved in the kickboxing times. There was Lucia Riker, a Dutch woman, and Tara LaRosa. She crossed over from one contact sport to another, and both of these women were fighting in the early two thousands. Us, that's really cool, Sensei Jackie. It seems like one reason there's a lot of that crossing over between Muay Thai boxing and different forms of kickboxing, and even the MMA, is that is how the fighters make money in that business. I'm just saying, that's a very painful way to make a living. I'm telling you, we could not agree more, right? Oh, yes. Man. Okay, am I finishing this up? I think so. All right. I think so, Sensei. I can't leave this subject without mentioning that my teacher, Master Joseph Collegian, traveled with his teacher, Master Joe Hess, throughout the United States and South America doing full contact fights. Master Hess has some titles under his belt. Get it? Under his belt. (laughs) Including winning all his professional bouts, 130, and holding the title of heavyweight champion in 1975. Wow. Yeah, loving it, right? He even sparred with Muhammad Ali once. Really? That information I got from a Sun Sentinel article. So Master Hess, if you ever hear this, I sure would love to talk to you. Please, please, please get in touch. Dojo Conversations at AOL or anywhere on the web, Wildcat Dojo. So again, we made it all the way through the episode and I forgot to mention... Of course. So we're going to switch roles and I'm going to say, when you order from them... Mention Wildcat Dojo at the end to get your 10% discount. What are you going to say, Sensei Jackie? I'm going to say, since I can't remember the phone number, (laughs) go to honorathletics.com for all of your martial arts needs. What does that leave you with, Landon? It leaves me with, or call them, which is the best way, at 770-945-5150. It is the best way. Ask them if they have what you need. Talk to a very kind person. It's just the best way to go. All right. Before I say it's time to say goodbye, did you have a kickboxing joke you wanted to tell the crowd? Because I couldn't find one. I was a professional boxer. 
But then I picked up Muay Thai just for kicks. Oh, that's funny. I don't know if we can end on that note. I think that was good. Okay. That's right, why I'm well, going up because I don't want to take any chances that it could get worse. All right. They've got to get worse from there. So let's stop it at that. Exactly. <laughs> okay, Sensei Jay, thanks for hanging. My pleasure, as always. You'll come back. I'll be back. Good. Start me out, Mr. Landon. Bye, everybody. We'll see you next week. Good night, everybody. Thanks for coming. And I'm signing off till next week. Thanks for being here. Hope you join us again on Wildcat Dojo Conversations.